0: Today's daf is daf tari We're holding at the Mishnah at the towards the bottom of tereches <coughs> amud base. So, look at Mishnah. Nason leumnin you gave items to craftsmen to fix. and they damaged. Chayov and they are obligated to pay. Nason le'charash, you gave a carpenter. Shida Teva, Migdal. Shida is type of box, is a carriage. they used to carry women, transport women in them. Teva is a chest. Migdal is this, like a tower. Lusakain again, gave it to them to fix the kilkel and the uh, carpenter damaged it. Chayv Lashalam, he is obligated to pay. See what the novelty in these things are. Habanai, a builder. Shekival Alav Lister is a coastal. You brought him in for a demolition job. Now the, in those days when they used to uh, disassemble a wall they used to be careful not to break the bricks because they could be reused. But this fellow was shiver Havonim. In the way he, he did it heavy handedly and he broke the bricks or the stones or shei and he damaged them Chayv he is obligated to pay. Hayat Mitzad Let's say he was hired to disassemble a wall on one side, and uh, what happened was the nafal mitzad acher. I guess the support of the wall on one side was once you took that down, the the wall that he wasn't disassembling collapsed as well. So says the Gemara in such a case that uh, where's the place? I just lost the place. One second. Uh, And it fell on the other side. So that is not considered to be his responsibility. If you've hired him to knock down part of the wall, the fact that now that does not allow the other, it does no longer offer support to the other side, that he's not held accountable for. However, but if, because directly the the, uh, heavy-handedness of his smashing, of his hitting on the one side, those vibrations, it's not just the support, but it's actually the direct blow that caused the other side of the wall to fall. So then Chayev, so then you are going to be Chayev. Now, the upcoming sugya focuses on a fascinating uh, concept. It's called Uman Kone kli. What is Uman Kone kli? Does a craftsman... Does he own the improvements until you actually pay for it? Or does he not own the improvements? Meaning, the, uh... I, I, I was uh, listening to one of the other, Maghideh Shirim. he said over a fascinating case, there was a story in uh, in Israel a number of years ago, I don't know if you remember that, there was a wedding that the floor collapsed oh, sure. at the wedding. And, uh... A lot of people got very, very hurt. It was a big, it was a big uh, tragedy. And there was the videographer who was hired to film the video. He, when he saw the thing collapse, he started videoing the collapse. And all of the news outlets were offering a lot of money to purchase the video. So the Bala Simcha claimed since I paid. For you to video, oh, yeah. I own the rights to the footage, and there was over because it was it was a substantial amount of money as to who uh, who who had it. So what it came down to in halacha was whether you say umen kone that when you hire somebody, now we're not talking about a a, a laborer. When I hire a laborer to go ahead and do a pay an hourly pay, there's no question that an hourly worker is su- a sohier he doesn't own any improvement in the thing. He's just being paid for his his efforts. But when you hire what's called a coblin, you hire him to do the complete job, so then the improvement does he own until you pay him, or do you own because you're paying him for the complete job? That's going to be the, the, uh, the, the question that's going to be raised here. Now, why is it impacting our Mishnah? Our Mishnah did not make clear. When our Mishnah says, you gave over to the craftsman, right, lasakain sometimes could, could mean to fix something, that you're giving him a finished product, but it's loose, tighten it, or knocking a nail here and there. Or l'saken means to fashion, which could mean from scratch, right? Now, the difference is going to be that let's say you gave him the wood, you gave him the raw materials, and you said, okay, build me a closet. And the guy goes and builds the closet, and then, at the end, once it's already built, he damages it. Now, if you hold that the Uman is kona Beshvach he's like damaging his own closet because he hasn't turned it over to you yet. So all he would... Uh, all he would have to make sure is that you have your raw materials, meaning if he could now, now it's back to where it was, he doesn't owe you anything. But if you own the shvachli, you paying him for the whole job, and now therefore it's made into a closet already, and you own it, if he now damages the closet, he owes you for damaging a closet, because it's your closet that he's damaging. Or it's your, it's, it's your him. carriage. So therefore, I mean, that, that's what he has to, so therefore that's gonna be the shiloh over here, but again, it comes down to this concept of whether umman is cone of clearly or not. Let's read inside. So Amar of Asi, when he read our Mishnah, that said that you uh, gave something to the Uman and he damages Chayev, he said, Lo shonu ela shenosin l'chorosh lo shonu Ella shenosin l'chorosh shida tevo migdol. Uh, ben Masmer. We're talking about that you gave him already, you gave him the completed carriage, you gave him the, uh, the box, the chest, you gave him the tower, and you wanted him to tighten it, you wanted him to knock in a couple of nails. Lenats ben Masmer is a nail. Lenats ben Masmer, and he knocked it in, but he knocked it in too hard, he used the wrong size nail, the shivron, and he shattered the, the wood. Ava, and that's that where he's right. chayef, he, 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 that because he's damaging your item. But if you gave him the raw material, you gave him the wood itself, for Migdal, and he then made it, fashioned it into the uh, finished product of the, 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 the carriage, the, the chest, the tower, the shibran, and then he was negligent and broken, Potter, he does not have to pay you for the items that he fashioned, because why? My, my time, what's the reason? Because umen, because the umen, the craftsman owns the product of his handiwork, until you pay for it, he owns it. So it's considered like he damaged his own thing, it's not like he damaged yours. Okay. So something more like this. Tnan. We learned in our Mishnah. Nasan La Umnen, the first part of our Mishnah, it said you gave to the craftsmen, Chayovin Lishalim of a Kilkulu and they damaged, they have to pay. My love, the Yavl who ate him. Does it not mean the simple shot uh is uh, more assuming right now that it doesn't mean to fix. It means to fashion. Normally it means fix, but more than assuming it means to fashion. And you gave them wood to make it into items and they did it and they broke it. So mashma Mashmah that disconnected Rav Asi, that Dirchayev, even in that case Derchayev, even when you gave raw material they built it into a box and then a damage of Where is this? that's not Pshat Lai. Le- Rav a- Ravasi will tell you is what did you give them? Is you know, you, you wow. gave them the Shida Teva Migdal, you gave them the finished product, you gave them the completed product just to tighten or to 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 enhance, but not to build from scratch. Says the Gemara, that's difficult to understand, because there's two cases in the Mishnah. There's the first one is, and then the next case is, so the Chorah is, there's two separate cases. Since the second ruling of the Mishnah was, migdal was where you gave them the finished product, you gave them the carriage, the box, or the tower. Michlal, that infers that the first case in the Migdash, when you gave the Umnin, the what does that imply? Gave them, so therefore called the Raisa that the first case is Aitzim, where you gave him the raw materials, and still it says your Chai, which is Penegin. It's Mashma the woman is not Kona in the Shvach Kli. So Morde says no. Ravasi will tell you it's not two cases it's one there's the general case and it's explained the second ruling is not a separate case it's explaining the first case what is the case where you gave to the umnin to uh, fashion it doesn't mean it means that you gave them the shida teva or migdal not from scratch because from scratch they'd be potter because you would say umnin is kona b'shachkali so Gmaras says like this Amri Perusha Kamafarish. the second ruling is actually explaining the first one Kamefarish that's the way you have to put in the word kaitzah. What's the example of noson in Lasakin? It's noson Lasakin. What's the case of noson leumnin lesaken? when they damage, when are they Kagon, for example, and, uh, and that you gave them the finished product. Then they're because they're damaging your thing. But if you gave them wood, then they would not be chayiv because that's considered damaging their own thing because umin is konen kli, as Rav Asi explained. Okay now it makes sense it makes sense to read it the way of Asi is understanding it that it's not two cases it's just the second case is explained in the first one why because, uh, that you read it with the keitsa, that it's an ex- that it's ex- the second uh, ruling is the example of the first. Because if you learn, not like Ravasi, like we thought in the question, that the first case is talking about where you gave the raw materials. So, Lechora, why do you need both cases? If we see where you gave raw materials, he built it into a Shida Tev migdal, and, and still, and still you're, and, and you're Chayim, so okay. call you're gonna be where you gave the finished product and he damaged it. What would there be a need for the second ruling if the first ruling was talking about Aitzim? That's the most point. Now that we understand that Aitzim, you're Chayavim, Lashalam, Yibichayav to pay. And we don't say, like Ravasi wanted to say. We say that it still belongs to the 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 person who hired the craftsman. Yeah, so then teva migdal So why would I need to give me the second ruling of Shida teva migdal? If you're chayv to pay the owner when you built it into a migdal, and you're to pay him for the Shida migdal migdal when you damaged him. So for sure, when you're given the shita teva when he gives it to you, you're going to be chayv to pay for it for. So what says that's not a, that meaning. The is saying is it's not a question on Rav Asi, but to bring that as a proof. That Rav Asi's, the only way to learn the mission not a proof. Because I'll tell you like this is the reason why the Tana wanted to give us could be wanted to give both case the case of the eight sim and the case of the where you gave the the of Amigdal. Because if you only wrote the first case, if not on so the umdin. I would have understood it maybe the way of Asi understands it. It's talking about a shirateva migdal. The reason why the Tana gave both is to teach me that it's not only a case of teva migdal that the uman is going to be chayim, but it's even when you gave eight sim. It means you have no raya. Your kasha was, if I only had the if, if the Rasha is talking about when you gave eight sim, then why do I need to talk about a case where you gave teva migdal? The Teret is because if I wouldn't have said both, I would have said maybe the Rasha is talking about teva migdal, not when you gave the eight sim. That could be the reason the Tana. Or Sorry, or so, Memeila, you have no raya from here that it has to be read as an explanation of the ratio. That's the way Ravasi doesn't, but it's not 100% proof that it has to be done that way. Because, if that would have been, if that's your question, it's not a proof. Why? Because Tanasev, it could be it's two separate cases, not like Ravasi learned. And the reason why you need the second case is to reveal to us how to understand the first case. Shelo don't say that the Reisha like Rav Asi is saying. It's talking about a case where you gave the Shita Teva migdal, Aval Aitzim Lo. But if you would give wood like Rav Asi wants to claim, you would you would be Potter because there's Una That's why Tana Sefer. That's why you read the second case of Shita Teva Migdal. Direisha, to infer that the Reisha is talking about Aitzim. And even so, you'd be to pay. So the Torah is putting it out there that it's not hundred percent that Rav Asi point is proven, but nevertheless, Ravasi has already made his ruling. And Ravasi's ruling basically is that Uman is Kona that if you give the Uman the raw materials, and he crafts it and makes improvements to it, he is considered to be the owner of the item until you pay him for it. That's the where only we're piece at for this the point. That's it. Sorry? The only Correct. And there's not even the answer because the item are there. Right. That's so why it's potter. You know, you're potter because they ate some, it's not that different than when you gave it. All right. So says something more like this. Lema messiah leh. we have a proof for Avasi that an omen is kind of a What's the case? Hanos and semel You gave wool to the dyer. D-Y-E-R. Vehegdicho and he... Uh, that the heat of the pot, he put it on a too high heat... And it ended up cooking, it, 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 it ruined it. It scorched the wool. What do you have to pay? Now the Gemara in the question is making the assumption that what happens over here is that you, he died it. The dying process was completed, but he, he overcooked it. So therefore, he, he, uh, he, dis, he, he destroyed it after the dying process already took place. Now when it, di- when it died, it's an improvement. So the, the, the Gemara's Issue is going to be cutting to the heart of what we're discussing over here. Because if you gave him the raw product, you gave him the un- the bleached wool, the undyed wool. Okay, let's say that's worth uh, $500. And he goes now and he dyes it, so now the product is worth $800. And he overcooks it, right? The chora at this point, what would you say he has to pay? Well it depends. If the improvements are considered his, then he should only have to pay you the five hundred dollars. But the improvements are considered yours, he's now damaging your eight hundred dollar product. So that's gonna be so let's see how the Brahes attacker rules. So it says Verdicha Yora so it and the uh, the the, uh the, the 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 it was boiled over it was boiled, destroyed in the pot. Almost no senlo the made samro. He has to pay for the value of the original wool to make samra in. So the more is made dye on the price not only for the value of the wool, but the made samra veshivcho. But the wool together with its with its, its improvements, which is what the with the dye would have has improved it. Lo, you're not mechuyev to give it to him. So lechora, what is the saraya that the what we what do we say? The woman is cone, ashfah like Rav Asi wanted to say. Says we want to love, love, are we not dealing with shedichul achar nephilo? That we're dealing with that the scorching of the, um well, of the wool took place after you, you you already put it into the pot and the dying process had been completed. To Ika because there was already improvement. To use question, huh? It is a raya that the uman has acquired the, the the improvements, which is why he doesn't have to pay for the improvement. He only has to pay for what it was when it was initially given to him. So Amr Shmuel, Shmuel says, not a raya. Because what the b'risa could be referring to, I think it's a b'risa, what the b'risa could be referring to, hachamayas kinan, kegoyin she'gdicho v'shas nefilah, is that the person, he had cooked the, 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 the pot so hot that it got scorched immediately as you put the wool into it, means there was no time for the improvements to take hold. So the deal it could be that it got scorched at the time of when you you put it in directly, put it into the pot. So <laughs> a shivcha, that there were no improvements. Aye, so the Gemara saying So what what would Shmuel hold? So it comes out according to Shmuel's understanding of the brayso that taka if it would have been scorched after the improvements had already taken hold, what would the din there be? So the nose and the made simro then you would have to pay tamra v'shivchol then you would have to pay for the wool plus the improvements that's the choro what Shmuel seems to be saying because he says it's talking about what got scorched at the time when you put it in which implies that if it was scorched later you would have to do the choro the then that tells you that Shmuel's position must be so <laughs> tailema Shmuel lays a Dravasi. he disagrees with Dravasi because he holds that an umen then would be not kona in shvach uh, now and Rashi points out that Shmuel when it comes to dinner in Mominus we always pasken like Shmuel so the choro that would be telling you that dialogue is not like Rav Asi. So, Morris says like this, Amar Lach Shmul. is not around here to clarify this, but Shmuel could be telling you, is Labdavka. But Shmuel would hold, is Hachabayaskin, and Kling, Detsomar, Vesimonin, Dabal, Habbayas. The Gmur now is creating a caveat, in terms of Uman Konevishvachli, that if we're talking about, that the owner, the uh, the owner gave over the wool, and he paid for anybody gave him the dye. He gave him all the raw materials. All the Uman had to do was put it into the pot. It doesn't require any expertise or any specialization, like a carpenter or guy. This, when you, you're you you're 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 not paying him just for his labor. You're also paying him for his skill. So where you're paying him for his skill, then you can say, "woman um, is kona for schwachkli. But when you've given him all the raw material, and all you're asking him is for his menial labor, so then Shmuel will hold that in such a case, en achiname, there is no schwachkli. And that's, so therefore, it, it, what, what the Gemara is saying is like this, it's lavdaf. here, Shmuel says, it got scorched at the beginning. It got scorched, it got scorched at the beginning. When it says, ay, means if it gets scorched at the end, then lachora in such a case, then the omen would have to pay. it says, no, because Shmuel could tell you, the case is talking about where the homeowner gave everything over. Everything gave over, Then even at, 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 so therefore that's why at the end... So does it doesn't make a difference when it gets scorched in this place? Correct, correct. Lahora.. So, what is it like this. It means it's, it's it's really difficult, and why did Shmuel say it's talking about what it said? That, that's a cost of the she actually try and deal with over here. So, is going to tzemer over simonin, the baal but savar agar yadahu all All he is getting paid for is his labor. Since it's all he's only getting for his labor, there's no craft or skill involved, so therefore there is no king, there is no shvachkli over here that is kona. There is no, he didn't, there's no improvement that is attributed directly to him that he could be kona. So therefore it wouldn't be a kasha, but Enachinami Shmuel would agree that if the omen supplied not just his labor, but the omen also supplied the dye, then it could be that it would be kind to the Shavach Kli like Rab Asi says, and in such a case, what then... About the, pot, the cooking thing, who, who does that belong to? That does, I don't know if that makes a difference. Say. Well, like this. All right. Simona says the problem with this interpretation of Shmuel, you're trying to, oh. you're trying to say that Shmuel doesn't hold, that Shmuel's not arguing with Ravasi. Asi. The problem then with is if the woman supplied both the uh, wool and he also supplied the dye so then when the Uman destroys it, because the water was the so hot, then why should he only be paying for the wool? What he should also then be paying the for is the dye as well. Simona says, He should be paying for both the dye and for the, uh, for, the for the wool and for the dye. says, Therefore we have to go back saying over here, we're not talking about where the... The balabai supplied the dye. He only supplied the wool, so that there, there should be shvach kli. And the fact that Shmuel said we're talking about that it got burnt in the beginning because he's trying to avoid that saying it got burnt at the end because that the there would be a that, that, that should be a raya negative of asi. So want to no, that's not what Shmuel was actually trying to do. Ela Shmuel Shmuel was just trying to push off the proof. Meaning the point that Shmuel is making over here is that it could be he agrees with Rav Asi. Is that an omen is Konev and he, and, and, and if this, uh, was died by the omen, the omen still would only have to pay for the original wool. He wouldn't have to pay for the improvement, it's because it's Konev All Shmuel is trying to say is that you have no raya from here, that the omen is Konev Shvach Shmuel is not disagreeing with Rav Asi. he just, you can't bring me a raya from here. Why? Because who says we're talking about that the damage occurred? after the dying process took place. It could be, Shmuel says, that maybe the bride is referring to that the damage took place before the dying process took place. I mean, therefore, you have no raya from here that umen's yeah, kron v'shvach no no So just pushing it away. But it could be, ta- in Halacha Shmuel, taka could be poskening, would hold like Rav as well. So you have no raya from here. Okay. Toshma, come and listen. Hanosan talisa umen. a person gave a garment to a craftsman. Gamro now the garment the, he completed doing the process of we'll see what process it is in a moment. He finished doing what he needed to do. The deal, and he notifies the homeowner that it's time for you to come and give him a call. Your 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 garment is ready. Come pick it up. So Afilumikanba Sarah Yomim. Even if the homeowner does not show up the owner, the, the 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 homeowner does not shop for 10 days. He has not violated mishum Lo Solin. There's a prohibition in the Torah that says that you're not allowed to delay in paying someone that has worked for you. A laborer that works for you, you have to pay him within the same time period as he completes the job that needs to be done. So there's actually two psukim. One refers to where you have to pay him when he does the work at night. The other one's talking about you have to pay him on the day that he complete in the day. So even though it's quoting the din from the Lo- Losallin, which is the night one, but we're, at home, we're going to see, we're talking about the day worker over here. Now the point it's making over here, until you actually pick up the garment, the clock doesn't start ticking. Only once you've taken the product does the clock start ticking in violation of not paying him? So even if you don't come pick it up for 10 days, you have not violated not paying the guy. Now, uh, if midday, in the middle of the day, you've come and picked it up, if you have not paid him before sunset, so then, overall, Mishon Bal Talin, you have violated the law of the and that you have not paid him on the day that you have uh, you are obligated to pay. Now, says the Gorah like this. Listen to the Chapp. At this point, we're assuming that you gave the guy some raw materials and he made for you. A chosh of a garment. He's a tailor. He, he, made it up. He made you a, he improved the item you gave. Which means there's been significant improvements to what you had given. Now, say the thing more like this. Bish the Torah, if you hold that the woman does not own the, the improvements, so then I understand, if the uman does not own the improvements, then it's like a regular laborer. Like a regular laborer, you owe him for his labor. So here too, you owe him for the labor. You owe him for the labor as well. So therefore, I understand that therefore, if you pick it up in the middle of the day, and you haven't paid him before the end of the day, you, you owe him as delay in paying for wages. But if you hold that the woman, when he—it's not just like a regular laborer, but when a person is called a kavlan, a kavlan is a person that is get paid for the job that it really becomes his item. So when you pay him, you're not paying him for wages. What are you actually doing? It's like you're buying the item from him. So therefore, it's almost like a sale at that point. It's not paying for wages. Well, if it's looked at as like a sale because it's considered like he owns it, so then there should not be an issue here of delaying paying wages. So lechora we see from here the fact that if he made you this garment and he picked, and you pick it up in the middle of the day and you don't pay him by the end of the day you violated paying his wages it's a proof that what that we don't say that woman is that he's considered like he owns it that's the point. That if you tell me the Umen is considered to be owning the improvements of the vessel, so I might over mishum bal So why should we over the Israel Solin? The Chorah, it's a sale now, it's not paying for wages. So it says the more like this. The way the more is going to get out of this, the mor- says, who says we're talking about over here? Where he made significant improvements. It doesn't say what you asked the guy to do with the towel. So Amar Mari Bereder Rav Kahana begarda the Sarbalo. that we're talking about over here. A garda the Sarbalo is um, the 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 fancy word for this teaseling. Teaseling is that you 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 give the person a a a a, a, a the wool. And what he does is a certain uh, implement that it, it softens the wool. You comb it in a certain way, you do something with in a certain way, and it softens the wool. Now, actually, that's just for aesthetics, and it, and also the way it feels. But in terms of, you actually, what you've done is, you actually weaken the wool. It actually doesn't act, it doesn't even give improvement. It actually... You, you, you've, you've done this to the item, it's going to not, the, the wool won't even last as long. So there is no improvement over here that is done, because the act that you've asked him to do is actually something that weakens... The, uh, what's that? So therefore he's just a laborer. So therefore, therefore you ch- that's why it's just a laborer, because there is no shvach kli. So once it's the sarbolah, the, 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 uh, the, uh, the guard of the sarbolah, the exact translation of the words, but it's talking about this act of teaseling. Yes, yeah, so it's, but it's, it's, it's after it was woven, the wool was woven, now the, 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 the to range, soften the wool, the, the they, the lamp, they, 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 that's what it's called. I think it's called teaseling, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, okay. Delay because there is no actual improvement. Say says in one second. If there's no improvement, it only causes damage, then why is the guy asking you to do it? Obviously, people are willing to pay more money after this process has done so if people are willing to pay more money after you've done this process even though theoretically you're right the life the 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 the, the, the long term uh sustainability of this wool has now been diminished because of this process, but people are willing to pay more, so there is improvement. You can't say that's not improvement. That is called improvement, right? The fact is, you know, people do all kinds of crazy stuff, but they're willing to pay money for it. That might be harmful in essence, but if people are willing to pay money for it, then it's considered to have an improvement. And therefore there is, how can you say that's not improvement? The Ishvachli, and the Raya is still a Raya. So, to say, so to so, so, Lama Yabi Nahale, what's the reason that the guy gave it to the to the to the uh to the weaver or to the whatever the tailor? it's to to, to soften the wool. So Kevin de once he did the teasing and he softened it, Haina Shifcha, that is the improvement. So there is Schwachli over here. Simona says, Okay, you're right. We have to talk about a different process over here. The way it works is that before the teaseling, before the softening, after the weaving process, there's still gaps between the, the, the strands. So what they did is, they used to do something called stamping. They used to stamp on the weave and it used to s- tighten it. That's actually why the wool became hardened from the stamping. They used to stamp on it and in order, and now the, the, the more the stamping process occurs, the better it is. So what they used to do is they used to hire laborers, not actually such a skilled worker, and they used to pay them per stamp. I don't know exactly what they use, maybe their feet, but they used to pay them. Each time you give a stamp, you get uh, a, uh, uh, 35 cents a stamp. Now the point is, once you're doing that, we're dealing over here, so we're not dealing with really improvements, for, so we're dealing with mom it's, it's, an, it's an, like an hourly. You're paying him per stamp that he got. So therefore, that's why we're not talking about Shvach Kli over here. We're talking about, it's mamish. you're talking about a laborer, and therefore you don't pay him by the middle of the day. And you owe him now. He did 150 stamps, and therefore you need to pay him for a stamp. That's considered by a You're over the violation of the Yom HaTit if you don't pay him before the end of the day. So says like this. Look, Tzricha, we're dealing with over here, is the agre L'Bitche. You hired him to do the stamping. Because, bidja, bidja, bidma, Each stamp is for one moa. One moa is a certain small coin. But the highness khirus, therefore, it's actually not a kablonis. It's not a kablonis anymore. It's not a, it's not paying him for the entire job. You're paying him per step of the way. Says so more like this. Okay. But the makshan, in the havamina, we thought that it wasn't talking about a khirus. What do we think you're talking about? We're paying him for The, the full, the, the full work, for the full amount, right? When we talked about the teaseling, that was for the full thing. So, according to what we thought in the Havamina, is that Mikara originally, Delo Adre that you weren't hiring to do the stamping, so then the in the Havamina, you'd be able to bring a Raya for Rabshashas. Because Rabshashas, Taka raised the Shaila. We know on Schirus, we know on an, uh, a, a laborer, a per hour, or per day worker that doesn't get paid for the full amount that there is a violation of the Yom or Solin. Solim. He raised the Shiloh. What about on a Kablonus? He raised on a Kablonus. If you're paying for the entire job, is there a prohibition of once you've taken it, are you in violation if you don't pay him in time? So, according to the Havamina, that we thought it was a Kabbalanus over there, you're paying the guy for an entire job, not just for uh, each step of the way or for for uh, individual processes along the way, like a okay. Skiro. So, so, we should bring a riot because we thought the Paz was talking about Kabbalanus and you would still be over Losolin. So, this would be Poshtet the Shaila that was raised by Ravshashis. So, then we're going to see that. We'll see. What it says, does that not support Rav Shiloh that that the boy be named that they 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 the yeshiva the, 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 the asked Rav Sheshes Talin or over is that if it's a full job you're hiring someone for are you over the Israel Talin not paying him in time or not? What did Rav Sheshis answer the bnei yeshiva? He said over that there is baal talin, there is baal solin on 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 uh, on kablonis. So so therefore the Havamina that we thought there was some a case of kablonis and it would be a case of baal like, solin should be a riot that Rav as was to the bnei yeshiva that on kablonis there is baal, baal solin. Ask the Gemara what Chaim chapt is that lachora? One second. If you hold that Rav is ruling that on a complete job you're over the esser of Loisolin Solin of the and then that would be connected Rav Asi. Because Rav Asi held is that Uman Konosh That an Uman owns the improvements. Now if an Uman owns the improvements, we said, then you cannot have Baal because it becomes a sale. It doesn't become a Schirus. So therefore, if you're telling me that, uh, Ra- that, 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 according to Rav Shatius, that you could be over on a Kablonis, Loisolin, it must be that he does not agree with Rav Asi that an Umarin, Umarin is Kone and Shvachkli. Sigmora says, Lamer Rav Shatius, Pleager Rav Asi. are we telling me, are you going to tell me that Rav Sheshis disagrees with Rav Asi? Sigmora says, no. Amar Shmuel bar Acha, it could be that the kablonis that Rav are is talking about is a kablonis that does not have improvement of the thing. For example, you hire a guy to deliver a letter. If you hire a guy to deliver a letter, it's not a day worker. It's a complete, it's a kablonis. But in that case of a kablonis, there is no shvach kli, so that could be his shayla was. In that case, is there b'yom and or not? That's the kablonis that that's he was referring to. That wasn't the, the of, that wasn't the case of that wasn't Raj, the case of Rav Asher was talking about. Rav Shes never said it. All of Sheser says is there could be loisolin Solin in kablonis. It could be he was talking about a case where there is no shvach kli. But you if know. there's shvach kli, it could be that he would agree with Rav Asi. So he says, for example, you hire someone to deliver a letter. That's not a that's not a day work. That's not a, that's the person that's getting hired to complete a job. But in that case, it could be you. Guy completed the job. Now you haven't given him money for the letter. You for the for the shlichus. You're in violation of the solin. I. What about woman um, kind of shvachli? There is no shvachli in such a case. All right. So basically, we have at this point we have the statement of Rav Asi that he wanted to say definitively the way he wanted to learn the Mishnah is in the case of the Mishnah. The reason why you're hired to pay for the, 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 damage that occurred is that we're dealing with, you gave, that he gave you the finished product and you damaged it. But if he gave you the wood and you made it into a kli and then you damaged it, you would not be chai to pay on it because umen is kind of shvach kli That was Rav Ashi's ruling. Says in it would seem that this din of Rav Ach, Ashi is not so partial, It seems to be machlokas Tanoi. What's the case over here? A woman says to a man, she says, okay, here is raw material. Here is a clump of gold. I want you to make for me certain jewelry, and then I will be mekudeshes to you with it. So let's see the case. Aseli shirayim, make for me on a shirim. Aseli shirim, shirim are, are like bracelets on anklets. Nezamin, nezamin are earrings. Tabos are finger rings. Va'kadesh loch, and then I'll be, I'll agree to be mekudeshes to you. When he made them it's Mu Deshas. Devrahmer, we'll have to see exactly what he made them. What is it, what is he giving her? We'll see. That the Kadushion will not be until Moman reaches her hands. Now what's the machlokus? Rav Meir says, Mekodeshes, Chacham says, not Mekodeshes until Momon reaches her hands. My Momon, what does the Chachami mean? It's not Mekodeshes until the Momon, until the money reaches her hands. Now, Ilema oso Momon. Maybe he mean. if the Chacham means the actual money that he, what money did she give? The clump of gold. So the finished product, when it reaches, when he gives it back to her, then that's the only time you say Mekodeshes. The question is going to be, then what did Rav Meir hold? Ramey hold its mekudesha, is different than the Chachamim. So Chachamim says, no, it's only is once you gave it to her. Which implies Rameh says is even before you gave it to her. Well, before you gave it to her, what's the consideration? What's the mekudesha coming for? Come it says, mechal, the that he holds. Loy, that you don't have to even give the, the, the momon itself, the clump of gold that now is made into jewelry. You don't even have to give it to so, mekudesha. So what are you being mekudesha with? So obviously what the Chachamim say, until you give Momon, they must mean that it's not enough to give the jewelry back. They hold you to in order you want to make Kodesh, you would have to give other money. You can't give that back anymore. You have to give another, another Pruzza. You can't give something else. You can't give that. So it like this. Now, let's analyze then what the Machlok is going to be here. According to Rav Meir, you can be Makadashur with the actual item that you gave her. According to the Chachamim, that's not going to work. You have to give something else. Now, in order to explain the next couple of lines, let's talk about a couple of concepts that we've had before. There is the following Shiloh by Schirus. Let's talk about Schirus. When you hire a person to work for your laborer, let's say just a regular laborer, somebody you hire to work for you. So, how does his wages, how do they accumulate? Is it every pruta worth of work that he completes, you now owe him? So let's say you had over here, let's say you had, uh, the job was going to be $100 a day. It's a $100 a day job. Every pruta along the way that he does, uh, becomes a loan. Because as if he's, you now owe it to him. You have to pay back, like, a loan. loans. So at the end of the day, when he's finished, you owe him now. You owe him. At the end of the day, you owe him for a hundred dollars. But, right? Or the other way of understanding it is, a no. Is that, it's Einoschirus, that's called the Eishim Meschirus with so Sov, that we look at the Schirus, uh, we look at the, at, at the, at the, uh, the service from the beginning till the end. The rent, the, the, uh, the 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 uh, what's the word for schirus the, um, I know the 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 hiring process we look at in terms of financially every prutah from the beginning to the end or einos schirus only after he has completed the entire job then now I owe him for what he did There's two ways of looking at it. at the end of the day. I'm not paying him a pruta along the way because he has to finish the job for me to be paying him, but I owe him from each pruta. Or do we say, no, I only owe him at the end. Why does that make a difference? Sigmar so is going to say like this. Sigmund is going to say is that in the assumption that the 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 the, 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 the Bnei Yeshiva wanted to say that Asi's din was a machlokist tanoim, they made the following assumption. Number one, is the way Sirus works is a fruit is accumulated as each jaw, each pruta becomes accumulated, it turns into like, that you owe him, like a loan you owe him. And number two, that you cannot be caught kad- a with a loan. If I lend a woman money, I can't turn around and say, you know what, keep and I'll be uh, I'll be you with it because it's not considered to be like new money. It's not considered like you give me something new because you already gave her that money. That money's already spent. You can't be makdash her with it. So therefore, so the rishonim, the they make both assumptions. One is yesh and skilis and and number two is that the uh, that you cannot be makdash milva. Now, knowing that. Then we can say, we have beautifully understand the Machlok between Rav Meir and the Chachomen. What does Rav Meir say? Rav Meir says that you could be Mekadashur with the items that you made into the jewelry. Why? Because Rav Meir holds Uman Kone Kli. That the woman that when you gave the clump of gold to the husband, the woman gave the husband and she turned it into jewelry, who owns the jewelry? he does he owns the jewelry so basically when he says to her Harat Mekodesh Lee with this jewelry being has with it. now the bottom line is you don't have to pay him for it but he's so then it's Mekodesh right and therefore you don't have to give any other money you can give it sell. according to Chachamim they say no um is not Konev who owns it she owns it She owns it. so he's not being Mekodesh with it so what is he Mekodesh with his service the labor that he did. Now the problem is that since each Pruta as the that as he did it she became obligated to pay him for, really he's being Makadash sure with money that she owes him. Don't pay me the money you owe me, but that's a loan. And you can't be Mechadosh with a loan. That's why in order for Mechadoshes, you have to bring, according to the Chachomim, and Achra, you're going to have to give other money. But it comes out then that the Machlokas Tanoyim is a Machlokas in Rav Asi's Din, or where they old Umen Konev Shvach Kli. Let's see it inside. So It's it like The sabrua the Bnei Yeshiva held, is the Kula Alma, that according to all opinions, yeah. is that there is Sechiru's, from the beginning to the end, you owe the pruta as it goes. Each accumulate a, a, a debt is being accumulated. So it's cool, I mean, everyone holds is a bemil, but with a loan. It's end So therefore, my love, so is it not that machlokas then the chachamim and and of May would be woman miflugi that they're arguing about that who owns the the, the jewelry? Does the uh, does the woman um, does the craftsman own the 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 the, the, the uh, improvements? So Rav, Meir of, or Rav Meir is of the opinion that the Umen Konabeshvach Kli. And therefore, when you Makadashir, you Makadashir with your item. For Sabri, ain't umen kli. You're not being Makadash with your item. So, what are you being Makadash with? The debt that she, owes, that, you, that she owes you for your services. That's a loan. You can't be a loan. That's why you have to give something new. So, when it says low, you don't have to say this. You can learn that that's not the Machlokas. It could be the Kula Alma, you can, now the one's going to go the opposite. It could be no, none of them agree with Rav Asi. That everyone could hold that the Uman does not own the uh, improvements. So what's the Machlokas? The Uman doesn't own the improvements. So what's the Machlokas? Lord, the Kula Alma, ain't kon kli. But the argument could be, mamish in, the, in, the, in the, one of the other Nakudos, is do we say by Schirus that it's an accumulation of a Prutah or does it only happen at the end? That could be the Machlokas. Now, let me explain why that will be the Machlokas. So, you hold, as we said, if you hold that it it's an accumulated debt, then for sure you cannot be Mechadosh with it, because what you're with is the money that she owes you. Let's say you don't hold that. Let's say she only owes you once you give it back to her. Once you give it back, now she owes you the full amount. Now, before you give it to her, she doesn't owe you anything. You have the right to say the services that I did for you that you don't owe me yet because I haven't handed it back to you it's worth at least the pruta. Harad Mikodesh's Lee for the service that I did for you, it'll be no because that's not becoming a kedush with a debt, with with a loan. Why? Because it hasn't become a debt yet. When does it only become a debt? Give it, get, it hasn't given back to her yet. So therefore, that's what the machlok is going to be. So says something more like this. <speaking in Hebrew> They're arguing about this, good for this din. Is the, by the, the the service that was done, does it accumulate debt from the beginning to the end, or does it only only at the end of the, you owe it? And therefore, you don't have to give. You can mekadashah with the item, saying I'm mekadashah with the service that I did. And it becomes alone. That's one way. Or else you could learn like this. this is the way Rav Asi would learn it. Is, um, Oh, no, I'm saying, no, no, no. no, no still, still Narasi no, can't learn it this way. It still would still come out holding that, that, uh that, that, that is not kind of a but it's a different way of learning it. If I aim the Kula Alma Yesh Neschir is that it starts, that the labor does accumulate. But that's good with Machlokas. Can you Makadosh with a loan? That'll be the Machlokas. Can you Makadosh with a loan? Even though we learned through a, uh, in the Sathed Dushan, it seems to be, you no know, one agreed that you could, but Rav Meir here holds you can't. So Rav Meir has Makadosh, would be Makudesh. So Rav Meir has to be new money. Makadosh, but Milva, ain't a Makudesh. Yes. Okay. So I'll come on like, like this. Rava Amar, Rava says like this. I have another way of explaining the Machlokas of Meir and the Chachomim. It could be like this. The Kula Alma, everybody holds that what is that Yeshna, L'schiris Metchile so is that you're accumulating debt as you go along, you owe a pruta. But and and no one holds a Makadesh with that accumulated debt now because of Makadash milva So therefore you can't say Makadash me with the money that, that you owe me. It's Milva. The And it could be everyone holds that there is no improvements that are owned by the man. So what's the Makadash with? He added a jewel. He added a little, something, at least a pruta. He himself, on his own, added something, an additional oh. stone or something, a gem of his own, and he's saying to her, I read Lee, with the additional piece hmm. that I added. Now, it's not clear whether he actually spoke out that I'm being Mekaddish you with this additional gem, or it was implicit in the fact that he's Mekaddish by adding that piece. But that's going to be the Machlokas. Rav Meir's Haver, Rav Meir holds like this, is that let's say you have a situation where someone owes you a thousand dollars, and you say, listen, uh, here is a dollar. I'm Michael, on the thousand dollars, and here is a dollar. And 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 she's and let's say a woman, and she's makodeshes to you. Now, even though your intent is that you want to be sure with the additional pruta, but in her mind, because she's getting off. The thousand, she just keeps thinking about the thousand dollars that she's getting off. And therefore, it's Anna because what she thinks it's being Makadesh's with <coughs> is now. Now, the same thing over here. She gave you this this jewelry. See, she, you made this wonderful jewelry for her and you added a little gem. In your mind, you're being Makadash's with a gem. But in her mind, what she's focusing on is all of the jewels she's getting, which. <laughs> most of that you can't be Makadesh with that's the Machlokas do we say that she in her mind will be discerning enough to make it Makadesh by focusing only on the specific item that would allow the condition to take hold so that's what I'm saying like this so, Mer Savar Milva Pruta, that in Mekadish with both the Milva and a Pruta, a new Pruta, daita Pruta, she can focus on the Pruta. Rabban and Milva Pruta, daita Milva. No, she's not going to be able to focus on the Pruta, she's going to focus on the Milva, and it's Einam Mekadeshis. And this Machlokas, what do you say? The way Rava explained, Machlokas Ramayana Chachomim, is the same Machlokas Tanoim as we're about to see now. The Sanya, we learned in Abrisa. If a man says to a woman, for the wages of the work that I've done already, it doesn't work. For the wages that I've done already, that would be a uh, that would come out being a, a loan. So therefore, the, it's, the work is already completed. Now you, oh, I owe you the money. I can't makadosh you with it. However, if before, if before the man does the work. He says, "For the wages that I will do with you," so then that would be mekudeshes. That works. Rav Omer, Rav disagrees. He says, "B'schar she'ese imach Even for the wages that I will do with you, it's ainu mekudeshes. We're going to see because he holds that even incrementally, each thing that I'm going to do is still considered to be a loan, so it still won't work. The can. And for sure, the wages that I will do with you is anima kedeshes. So for sure, with the wages that I've done already, where everybody agrees, is considered to be a loan. So no, that will cool, for it. sure not. But koshrein is harsha doesn't work. Rashi explains that also. What's that? One holds skirshel basayi. What's he saying? With the more, oh spirit. yeah. Rabbi Yehuda Han-Nasi Omer, Rabbi Yehuda Han-Nasi says like this. Now he obviously is disagreeing with something that was said before. Uh, uh, be amru that in truth. This is not alocha. They said, Like Rabbi Nosen said, is that it doesn't help whether it's the wages that I'm going to do for you or the wages that I've done already. It can't be. It's considered a loan and it's enema <inaudible> <inaudible> but, <inaudible> but if he added a gem, he added a prutas worth of something in addition to the wages that were owed... So then it's mekudeshes. It's mekudeshes. Now what is the three way machlokus over here? So bang the Tanakham of It's clear what the machlokus is. Tanakama holds if only after the job was done you can't mekudesh with it because then it switches to becoming alone. But if it's before the job was done, so then you could be Makadish because it's not alone. It's not alone because he does not hold. He holds angela schiros ella b'sof and of nabson also does not work either way cuz either way it's alone cuz the osiation of schiros with hilwalds the bang and i the difference between them is how do you use Schirus? is it the el or mithilwalds soap now what about between rub nabson and rab Yehuda anassi Rab Nosson of Yehuda Nasi seem to agree that it's Yeshanut about so. So it's a halva, so it makes no difference if it's a service that I'm going to do or I did already it doesn't work. But Rabbi Yehuda adds, Nasi adds something that the Chora doesn't agree with. He says, but you can add your own nofach and make it mukdashus. Now, why doesn't Rab agree with that? Someone says, "So Ben, Reb Nossin, Reb Yehuda, Nossi, what's ikovinayim? It's Milval prutza because according to Rav Nossin, it won't help because since the the, the, the the main part of it is the schirus, she's going to be focusing on the schirus, and its einim kadesh will be halva. And you're Yehuda holds it does work. So that's the machlokas who, uh, that Rav is the way explained. Machlokas of men and is the way Reb uh, is the way the machlokas of Reb Nossin and Reb Yehuda Nossi. Vayter. Amar Shmuel, Tavach Uman. If you have a soichet." who is an expert. An expert means he's been able to short, shecht three small birds, which are very hard to do. So he's already been declared as an expert shechet. Shekilkel, he tried to shecht, and before he shechted, the animal moved. And therefore, he ended up shechting the wrong place, and he made the animal into an available. Chayev le shalem. He has an obligation to pay the owner of the animal, because says Rabbi Shmuel, a bunch of words. It was going to see seems redundant. Mathiku, he's considered to be damn a damager. Shehu, and he's negligent. And nasa, and would be similar. Kaomer lo, that if somebody would say to you, shchot li mikan, somebody directs you shecht the animal at this part of the neck. mikan, and you went and it at a different part of the neck, and disqualified the shechita. That's the same thing, that's, that's your, it's considered gross negligence and you're chayiv. Alright, now, now two points. Number one, uh, that, that the reason why it says expert means even an expert. Someone who's a novice for sure is negligent because he should not have undertaken to do it. But even an expert who generally knows what he's doing, even in this case Shmuel says, is considered to be held negligent and he would have to pay for the damages. Now, the Gemara wants to know why this redundancy. Why say that he's a damager and he's negligent? Just say he's a damager and he has to pay. So the says like this. Why did Shmuel have to say he's both a, neglig- a damager and he's negligent? Now, the is going to explain. I'm going to say this outside and then we'll see who's inside. This is the way to explain Rashi. The is going to say like this. If you would just say that we consider him a damager. Now, he didn't intend to damage means it's like a damager. Now, what would I have thought if I thought I could damage? We know in the laws of shmirah, you have a Shomer Chinam and you have a Shomer Socher. Shomer Chinam, who you don't pay, right? So he has held less accountable. Meaning, if gross negligence, there's no question, He's liable. is liable. But where there is only a slight negligence, for example, gneva Vaveda, something was stolen or lost. It's considered to be a slight you obviously in a situation that you got ripped off or you lost it, it's considered slight negligence. For so Gneva Veda, the Torah does not hold a Shomer chinam responsible. Now, if you become a Shomer sachar and you get paid for it, being paid for it means you have to, it ups the ante. You're even higher for the slight negligence. So you're even going to be higher for gneva V'Avedah. Now, says the Gemara like this. If I would have just said that this guy is considered to be like a Mazik, I would have thought like this. I would have thought, you know what? That means he's responsible. Maybe where you pay him, where you pay him is like a shomer Sachar. And since you're paying him, he's like a shomer Sachar. So even though maybe it's only the animal moving at the last second, that can happen to anybody. That's considered to be like a slight negligence. And that was considered like a slight negligence. If you pay him, you have to pay because even for slight negligence, it's a shomer sacher is responsible. But let's say he's doing you a favor. Like a Shomachinam. I'm doing you a favor. You ask me, well, come over and chef for me. Help me, chef. And in such a case, the animal moved. Since it's only a slight negligence and only Shomachinam, so therefore that case, it would just say, was like a mazik. Maybe inside the case, would be potter. Comes along, Schwanzer, it's not just a mazik, but it's a mazik who's a pesheya. He's gross negligent, And therefore, even if you don't pay him, he's still considered to be negligent. That's why he didn't just say the words mazik. He also said it's mazik and a pesheya. Let's see it inside. Do you <laughs> the or is... It's your animal. It's your animal. I am our mazik. Who if it only said mazik, then have amina hanimili hechadikav abid b'schar. I would have thought when is he considered to be slightly negligent? That if you're paying him, abalehechadikav abid b'chinner. But if like a shomer chinner where he's doing you a favor, then for slight negligence, kamash molan. He's not just a mazik. He's paseya paseya. Who that means he's higher even what even if he's not, not getting paid so I had a question on Shmuel from the following if someone gave an animal to a slaughterer to a shechet uh, and he uh, he made it into an shefted it incorrectly if he is an expert putter if he is a novice his is chayif. now that's if he did it for free but, but if you got paid for doing it, now this is directly contradicting the rule of Shmuel. Because this is saying is, is that if it became an avail, we consider to be slightly negligent. And then for slight negligence, if you did it as a favor, you're, potter, if you're an, ex- an expert. If you're, if you're a novice, then you're, you're negligent. Either way, you shouldn't have done it. But it's much more. If you get paid, then you're going to be chayed. Exactly the opposite of what Shmuel, Shmuel said. No, you pushay. either way, I considered you to be held accountable, even if you did it for free, Urchayev. So therefore this is a, this is a kasha and Shmuel from Ebrisa. So Amr alay, so Shmuel did not take kindly to this question. He said, mochach, your brain should become mush. Your, your brain should become scrambled. Now we're going to see he said, because he thought that the guy they felt the guy didn't listen to him carefully. If the guy would have listened to Shmuel's halacha, he would have understood why that's not considered to be a problem. Now Asrahu Mirabon, and a certain one of the Chachonim showed up, and lay and asked him the same question from the same Brysa. So you're going to receive the same Apollo, I'm going to give you the same castigation as I gave your friend. Ka'mina My ruling was clearly going in the Sheetah of Rav Meir. And you're responding to me with the opinion of the Chachamim. Don't respond to me with a Chachamim. Don't ask me to uh, right. So we're going to show um, uh, that, that Rav Meir holds that even in a case where you he considers you responsible, even if there's a slight negligence, that's considered to be like you're grossly negligent. That we're going to show. And therefore, that's why you can't ask Akasha from the Chachonim Sheet to disagree with Rav Meir on that to Rav Meir, who holds that you're responsible, even if you don't get paid, you're considered to be responsible for being negligent. mili. Why weren't you not precise and careful in my words, and understanding my words? Shani Omer, I'm saying mazik who I didn't say these redundancies for nothing. He's both a damager and he's negligent. And I gave an example. It's as if I tell you shecht at a certain point on the neck. And you check with someone else, which is grossly negligent. I can consider this to be like an act of gross negligence. Clearly, what am I saying? That this is going like an opinion that even if that's not actually what happened, the guy just made a mistake, we still consider him to be grossly negligent. Whose opinion is that? So therefore, money is high svara. who all is of that? That is Rabbi Meir. That's the sheet of Rab Meir. So Amen. that a human being is supposed to be careful and, and, be, and, and therefore any negligence is considered like gross negligence. So, says, Hi, Rav Meir, Hi, Rav Meir. Where do we see Rab Meir says such a thing that any negligence is considered to be gross negligence? Where do we see that? Ile, Mohamed, Rab Meir. If it's the following Rab Meir, Kalam Simmon, is the mnemonic for the three cases we're going to bring. The Kashro, Bala, the Mosira. If the owner tied up his ox, and he, he he locked it in a, normal, uh, in, in a normal, in a, in a, in a, in a, it's called a shmira pchusa, it's a lesser shmira, but the kacham hold it sufficient, that a normal wind would not be able to bl- 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 uh, blow down the door. A normal wind wouldn't be able to blow a it down. It's a, it's a, a chain, uh, or a, or, 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 or uh, tied him up. But now the And you, or you tied it up in a normal, normal fashion, which is a normal wind wouldn't be able to knock it down. But yatza, nevertheless, it got out and it damaged, what happened over there is that a rooksha ainamatsuya, a wind that was not expected came and blew it down, but here's it going to damage that whether it's tam, whether it's muad, is chay, because according to Meir, doing something that's on a phusa level, on a lesser, is not sufficient. You're still going to be considered to be negligent for what you did. So, Lechorah, you're going to be Chayim. Div Rav Meir. So, Lechorah, that's a Raya that Rav Meir holds that any negligence is gross negligence. says him it's not a Raya. Rav Meir's basis over there that a, a, a Shmira Pchusa, a lesser Shmirah is not enough and you're always going to be Chayim unless you make it a Shmira ma'ula was based on P'sukim. It's not his definition of negligence, but it's based on understanding P'sukim what kind of Shmira the ox needs. Mm-hmm. So, you can't bring that, that cannot be brought as a proof. So, based on the machlokas, the chachamim is based on pesukim, not a raya. Allah ha the fallen rav mayor. This time we learned in the mishnah we had it before. Litzvah you told him to paint it red, but sabai shachler, and he did it, and he painted it black. Shachar, he blamed, you don't black with some, you don't blame red. Now we're assuming right now that it was a mistake. You didn't, you didn't, make, you made a mistake, you thought he wanted that. So it's considered to be a slight negligence, not a gross negligence. Rav Meir you're a Machayev to pay the full value of the wool, because we consider you fully accountable for what you did. So again, the Chorah, you see, that a partial negligence is considered to be gross negligence. That would be a proof. Says the Gmar, who says that? What happened over there? Husband, be ye k'lo'o kilo'o, He The Rashi learns, that day he did it on purpose. The, oh, the dyer knew what he was doing. That you could learn. You have no riot that it's a slight negligence like a gross negligence, because it could be he meant to do it on purpose. Ela ha ravmeir, it's the following ravmeir. This not. Nishbarakada. we had this earlier in the Mesechka. If, uh, if, 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 uh, if the barrel, the jug broke, and lo silka, we learned there, you didn't have enough time to remove it. Nafla gemala, or your camel tripped. Velo amida, you, didn't, have, you, didn't, you didn't, didn't stand it up. And somebody came and tripped over it, right? Something Somebody uh, had tripped over it. So Mayor meyer omer Benizok benizkon. That you're fully call, responsible for the damage. And Rachamim Omrim, Potter Medinei, Odem Chavidinei Shemaim, only morally in Shemaim, but not Medinei Odem. Now, the Kaim alam, the Amachlok, as we explained it back in, on Chav is the argument, the guy who tripped to begin with, is, is tripping, people trip, but is that considered to be negligence or not? So he says, the Kaim Alam, the Niskel Hupligi, they argue about by Niskel Pashei, so therefore, what do you see? Ravnerhov, even though it's an accident, you tripped, he considers a person doing something grossly negligent. That's not gross negligent. But you see from here that even a slight negligence considers gross negligence, that's the sheet of Rahmer. Therefore that's the sheet over here, the tabach was an woman. he let it slip a little bit. it could happen, it's a mistake. Grossly negligent. Yachhayev, that's the sheet of man. That Brice that makes a difference between whether you pay the guy, you don't pay the guy, it means you're not holding him responsible if he's a Shomrachin like a Shomrachinim, that's going like the Chachomim and not the of Ravmer. No more stuff over here.